0: I'm gonna say it plain. Don't let politics mix with sports. Any politics, not company politics, not politics from the country, not anything, because they don't go together. <laughs>
1: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome back to Social Convos. It's been a while, Sean. Look, it's been a while, but before we uh, dive into our guest today, it's been quite a July eh? last month. A lot of reflection, a lot of one on ones with the two of us, with the Ask Me Anythings. So, uh, hopefully, our listeners got to know more about us, more about the show. But today, first week of August, we are back with a brand new guest. And it's been a while. We, we got someone local again in Suriname. Yeah, fun. That's and fun. That's definitely fun. Fun fact, we both actually had a so-called virtual drink with this individual. But I will leave it up to you to introduce her. And then we can talk a bit more about our experiences with that.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to share a story, <laughs> a fun story that happened during our virtual drink. So. Our guest and I, we actually met for the first time, like really got to know each other during a a birthday of a mutual friend. And it was at a boat. It was on a boat. It was a party on a boat. There was a lot of cake involved. There were people jumping out of the boat into the river. And she told me the story that after we met and we actually kind of met for the first time and that the next time that she met me, she was trying to greet me. And I was like not responding or not interested or acting like I didn't know her. Till this day, I'm trying to recall what actually happened. But after she told me the story, I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks. And it's actually, I do remember there being something and do remember not uh, greeting her the next time when, when we met. But I still don't re- remember what the reason or the mindset was after that. Luckily, there it, it was a one-time thing We now greet each other, we now know each other. Our guest is a really wonderful woman. I know her mainly as one of the best volleyball players, female volleyball players, Suriname has ever uh, produced. She might be a little like, yeah, there are others as well, but I can guarantee you that she is one of the best uh, volleyball players, female volleyball players, Suriname has ever seen. And she's very modest about it, but we know for a fact and we want to introduce to you today's guest, Sandrina Hensel. Welcome, Sandrina.
0: Thank you, Shaluk. What an introduction, especially the story. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Maya. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a nice introduction. I appreciate it.
2: Hi, everyone. They're there different introductions, definitely. So the, the volleyball one is definitely one that I think, like, I remember, like, I've been out of the volleyball scene for quite some time. But I do recall you being a real power-all in the volleyball circuit. So so one of the questions, of course, that I asked a lot is, do you miss it? Do you, do you still miss being on the court?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it goes on and off. Like now I'm in a phase. I'm like, okay, I'm so ready to play again. It doesn't even matter if I need to be libero or the middle or the outside or on the bench. I don't care. I just want to, you know, like be in the game and adrenaline rush and everything and be with the team I miss the girls so much also the girls from the national team it's so it's like the friendships that are built during sports are simply amazing and that's a part I really miss on the other hand I'm very happy with the rest that I'm getting right now especially with my son he's uh, almost seven months and I've been having so much time with him which is which I don't know How it would have been if there would have, would not have been COVID and I had to go to practice and all of that. It would have been a bit different. So, you know, God's timing is everything. I'm, I'm happy how it, I'm very happy out for how it is now. And I'm excited for when it's going to start again because I think I'm ready. Yeah. Physically and mentally. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to look at a positive side. Last week, at Sean Luke's, uh asked me anything. There were some individual mm. questions coming in from him, his experience as a father after yeah. the pandemic hit. So it, it gave him a chance to have more quality time with his family. And mm. as you said, the timing, you make the best of the timing and the situation you're in. So even though you're not on the field anymore, but there's mm-hmm. something else now that keep you, keeps you occupied and keeps you energized and takes up all your time. So tell us, how has it been, I guess, since you stopped being on the court and kind of more, mm-hmm. you know, a more introspective, as you know, we don't go out as much anymore doing your mm-hmm. own thing and actually having having a son now in the midst of all this, how, how has that been for you in the past year, I, I I'd say?
0: Yes i i'm i'm, I'm gonna start with the best thing which is my son obviously <laughs> he's such a he's such a light he's always laughing and wants to play and everything he loves to cuddle thank god cuz i'm a cuddler so i'm all over him all the time so that has been simply the best thing also my pregnancy i got pregnant during the pandemic like in may and which was good in the sense of you know, not too many people around, only like selective people while you're going through this phase and only positive vibes. You know, not too many people can see you, look at you. I'm not really spiritual, but I still believe in those things, <laughs> you know, like a bad eye or something. So it was it was good. And now and like the, the pandemic is continuing, I hope that it ends like the end of 2021, 2022. 20, 2022 doesn't we don't want it so other than that with volleyball last year I've been before the pandemic in January I decided to like go in a transition because my team Condor we we had our youth players that were becoming the senior team so I decided to take a step back and become the coach so that they can you know like step up and you know like it's I think it's better when they have to do it alone like you know sometimes you do it together you know you, you 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 pull them up and then at some point they need to step up their game and do it themselves so i decided to become the coach for that season for last season so that was my plan and then maybe in the finals i would play again and especially national team i would play too so during that transition the pandemic happened so it wasn't really hard for me not to play at all because i was already i already had decided that i was not gonna play but like now a year after and my son is born and i'm in shape again and i'm like okay people let's move <laughs> you know so i miss that now I-, I didn't miss it last year last year i was relieved that i didn't have to play or go to like the gym where you have and stuff but now I, I kind of miss it. I also miss beach volleyball. So that's it for sports. I would lo- love to play sports again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'd love to see you again and represent us as well. But quick, quickly on the topic of coaching, I do have a quick follow-up question. We'll probably get into this later as well on, personal, on the personal side. But from a sport perspective, from a volleyball perspective, what would you say the most important thing is as a volleyball coach? What's the biggest difference or the biggest impact a coach has from your experience having done that transition from player to coach
0: well i must say i learned from the best as in my coach the belief that man had in me and still has even when i'm not on the court that's eric eichmann it's i don't know sometimes he he believed in me more than i believed in myself so i think that's the most important ingredient for a coach that you need to believe in your team. And of course, you're going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're going to believe a bit less in someone that needed it more. You know, like you're going to make mistakes. I'm sure that he made mistakes too. He grew a lot also in the past years as a coach. And I give myself that room to grow as well. And so the first thing I always try is to connect with my players. One time, one time see, that's a growth moment for me. One time a player told me like, why are you always talking so mean? and I'm like am I talking mean cuz when they when they like fall on the ground and they're like oh I can't take the ball I'm all over them like why do you think you can't take the ball you just need to jump and you need to take the ball you need to believe that you see so for me it's like I'm empowering them but she was like you're always so mean and I'm like girl what <laughs> so that was a that was a moment of this is definitely a different in about. in
2: perspective I guess so two yeah. things that uh are- I quickly want to jump into this. The first thing I want to jump into, Eric, Eric is a legend. I think. I mean, in in the mm-hmm. sports, in the Suriname sports world, we have a lot of legend, like legend coaches, like they have a legacy, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. And he's definitely one of them. But I quickly want to jump into, and I'm not sure if this is typical Surinamese, but you just mm-hmm. mentioned saying like, yeah, I don't have to play, and then maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the finals. They'll need me and I'll just step on the court and I'll just destroy. You didn't say it that way, but technically it's like, <laughs> I, I don't have yeah. to play the whole season. I'll just play in the finals and that will be enough for us to win. So that, that brings to mind because the, 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 the legacy teams that we had, we have a couple of teams in Suriname. So yeah. first thing I'm going to have to ask you, you're still defending champions, Condor ladies?
0: Yes, because last year we didn't have a competition. It because of the pandemic
2: yeah and for how many years have you been defending champions
0: with the senior team for eight years now yeah
2: so Diego just to put in perspective they've completely dominated the field for eight <laughs> years and for her it's like yeah maybe in the finals I play and, and no just... no I
0: didn't need it like that <laughs> <laughs> no but, but it's that's... for the other girls to grow no I know it's,
2: it's for the other <laughs> girls to grow I mean in sports, you have that as well, but okay, like locally, like nationally, there are, there are not really that many uh, accolades for you still to achieve, I guess. I mean, Caribbean Cup and the Caribbean, okay. those are, yeah. I think, you 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 became you were second once, and did you, yeah, yeah? Twice. twice, twice, you
0: became second, yeah, yes.
2: So, I can imagine that like there's still the goal of there, saying, like, yeah, True. We, we we want to win the Caribbean Cup. Exactly and, that. Yes. And I do understand that, but like on a on a national scale, I do understand like giving the others the opportunity. Uh-huh. But but from a from like a, a, a non sports perspective, like somebody does, doesn't know anything about sports. It's like okay, we just turn it up in the finals and the rest of the season it's it's like <laughs> we, we coast through which <laughs> It's it's kind of ironic because it's partially true, but it's also like you're saying like we're actually doing it for the better of the team. But it's it's just such a funny funny thing to hear how good you guys are, and how good you okay. are you are still. And to, to bring it to beach volleyball, what what do you think compared to like uh, six versus six, like mm-hmm. like indoor? What do yeah. you think our chances are regionally, like for beach volleyball?
0: i think beach volleyball is it's another way of playing volleyball too volleyball is a mental sport but beach volleyball is like a mental how do you say it you know like you have an iphone pro it's like a mental pro (laughs) (laughs) so i think and that's like to put it put it in like what's the difference between between those but like how far can we come with beach, I believe we can come pretty far because we played against different teams in the Caribbean and we, we are a good match for them. It's the only thing that was missing is that you had to put in more hours and more experience. As I said, it's like a mental game. You have to be very tactic about the, the, the way you play. It's not like in, on the court in indoor volleyball is like hitting hard, you know? But in beach volleyball is playing smart. So putting in the years is very important at beach volleyball. And if you have a determined team, like the two people that are determined to go together, or maybe like four or five people that can play together, like become teams of two, I think we have a great chance of going to, I wouldn't say Olympics yet, um, because I've seen the Olympic players and some of them are 40. So that's, that takes like 20 <laughs> years or something to build. But a bit more realistic you know like being in the top from the caribbean moving on to south america like competing in the south american games I, I believe we can really do that yeah
2: and i i do have to ask now because why why don't we approach it more like that because thinking of it like mm-hmm. especially during COVID, we could actually go to a beach court and, mm-hmm. and play beach there so what's yeah. kind of keeping us back from saying putting in that commitment like putting in 10 players saying like okay these 10 players are just going to com- uh, uh, compete and going to mm-hmm. prepare themselves for the the world cup qualifications and 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 the olympic qualifiers
0: i must say in 2013 we started this journey uh, if i can call it a journey with cheryl Brünings and lionel blockland and later on dion Brünings became our coach and also we had shahnaz frankel safira willemsberg I, all those names are very familiar to you. Uh, yeah, of course. They're like the indoor top volleyball players, and Chafeli Whip also. That is the team we started with, and we went to the South American Games, and we did all four. We qualified for all four rounds from the Olympic qualifiers. But after that, I remember that Cheryl and I, we had our, our degree in 2018, so we finished school, and then we decided to go and work for. a a bigger company you know like starting the career life yeah after that (laughs) after that beach volleyball was in 2019 we still did a tournament but after that you know like with school and with we didn't really have the time to play before 7 p.m because we didn't have a facility where there was light to play beach volleyball so then you know you like you come from work at four you don't you need to do something else so you can't go to practice at five. All those things were like a combination of things made that we didn't go further with the with the project, uh, the beach journey. But the Suriname Olympic Committee, they were committed to focus more on beach. So that's how this whole oh, beach started. Oh, that's, that's um, actually,
2: that's pretty started. interesting.
0: Yeah, okay. and Lionel Blockland also from the CFOBO. Mm.
2: So it's interesting because that's the main reason I stopped. I wasn't able to combine work and, and volleyball. Mm-hmm. And, Understandable. Uh, yeah. And Dion and Mara continued. They're also like eight or nine times. <laughs> yes. They're now. like nine. Yeah. One more than and,
0: us. Yeah, yes. <laughs> And that's
2: actually, they, I stopped the year before that. I, <laughs> I I decided to stop playing competitively just because also I didn't uh, feel that I still had the, the, the strength and the, you know, it's, it's what you're saying is as well, like these young up-and-coming talents they're like 16 17 year old and then they go to school and then they're home the whole day and then they come pumped up to the training and you just had an hour like eight hours of work to 10 hours of work and then you had to rush to eat your food and it's like Mm -hmm. night and i also trained the the aspie the the girls under 14 so i went from work to train them and then after that i had Mm -hmm. my training and i was like completely Mm -hmm. exhausted so I can imagine, but I didn't play as quite as high level as you did. So It's basically yeah, a second
1: job, play. Uh, if, if you put it yeah, like it that. Is, it yeah, is. It, is. It's, it's, it is. It is. And it's more physically yeah. physically taxing. And if your mental state isn't there, that doesn't work into synergy. You just don't perform. I,
0: true, very true. But I've seen girls like Cheryl was one and Safira Willensberg was one also. They went to work, then to school. And then they came to practice at 8 p.m. till like 11. So I was like, "Whoa!"
2: <laughs> it's, it's dedication. It's it's pure. Yeah. And and I know Cheryl and Dion quite well. And since mm. since they were young, I mean, dynamic duo. <laughs> no, but they they technically they they sleep with a ball in their bed. You know, like True. like you can they can find you like blindfolded. You they could blindfold you and
0: I like you, I like how you put it. Yeah. I like how you put it that they sleep with the ball because. People often look at, like, with the with the ladies' team, they look at Cheryl, right? And, like, how is she the best setter, like, for so Because she's the best setter in the Caribbean for, like, I don't know, since Forever. 2010 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, yeah, why is she always the first setter? Yeah, how come she... But this girl, everything she did in her life was volleyball with her brother also. Like, when they're at home, they're not playing around. They're playing volleyball. They're practicing. Playfully, But, you know, yeah. it's like you have to put in the work if you want to achieve something with it.
2: Yeah, every week a couple of shutters were broken. So a couple yeah, of f- glass, true. glass I windows learned,
0: I heard those broken. stories. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. true.
1: So so we got some quick shout outs from the comments. Satchari giving you a shout out. Hola Sen, how are you? Got some okay. viewer from Twitch as well, Motif, giving you a thumbs up on the, the performance. And I I guess I'll throw in this question from Joel as as, as to close up the the sports section. And he asks, as a top athlete in Suriname, what's your take on the recent SPB controversy? And what could the Sufobo learn from this?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to say it plain. Don't let politics mix with sports. Any politics, not company politics, not politics from the country, not anything. Because they don't go together. Same as church and politics. You don't mix those. God and they don't work. Sports and politics don't mix the same as God and politics. Because when people are focused on positions and money and they don't think about the athletes and what is good for the country. They see past everything that is good because they see the gold pot. So what a can learn from this? And I'm just saying it plain. I am not from any organization, so nobody can. How do you say it? (laughs) I'm just an athlete from Suriname with some pride, especially for Nacho. You know, I was so excited about this whole soccer journey. Anyway, sorry. Back to the Sufobo question. What Sufobo can learn from this is stick to the plan and have more people that make decisions. It's not. It's not a. What? Is, what was Hitler again? Like a dictator? How do you say that in English? Dictator. Yeah. It's. Don't don't put that in sports or in in like plans with sports. No. A lot of let put a group of people that need to make the decision, not one or two, because otherwise ego's gonna come in and things are gonna go bad. So that's my take on it. With all due respect. <laughs>
2: We're just looking at the comments because it's it's getting kind of busy now. Anil jumps in. We have a very special viewer all the way from SeaWorld who's joining in. Well. Coincidentally
1: with the same last name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, that's my sister. And, uh, <laughs> just turning in uh, <laughs> Gregory just saying he just tuned in it. It's already a Hitler reference. And uh, Marvin is also joining in. Joel is uh, keeping it covid and <laughs> coughing in his, in his <laughs> elbow and yes, Adrina is saying, hi, it's not a one man show. We can all learn from it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little bit of a fewer interaction as well. And basically I want to make a trans transition from sports to, to social media because we're streaming now, uh, I think five different platforms at the moment
1: It's seven.
2: Oh, yeah, but five different. Seven platform- channels, five seven platforms. Seven channels, five different different platforms. And we're going to quickly do Motef's question first before I ask this question. So a lot of love yes. from uh, Andresa. And Motef wants to know, uh, <laughs> do you, see you ever, self, ever see yourself coaching the national volleyball team?
0: Yes, sir. I've, I've coached the national team with Janice Feliz, the under-18 team, and that was like the best experience ever. It was so nice. I was her assistant coach and we became champions in Jamaica, the Caribbean under 18. And after that, I was the assistant coach of Eric Eichmann for the under 23. And I am ready. I'm ready to learn more and grow more. And I'm going to be the the coach also from the national women's or men's team. You never know, but I'm working on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, we have some
2: great female coaches leading men's teams as well. And now I do have to ask the question first, like, we've seen like a, a change come in that there are scholarships coming from the US, like Janice, mm-hmm. you just mentioned Janice, but also Gabriela, Bautisha, all went yes. through scholarships. So how did that program start? Because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. not just, not just in the beginning, it was just tennis players. And now we're seeing yes. basketball players, volleyball players, all receiving scholarships from the US. So how did that process go and how does that help develop our, our sports to bring it to a higher level?
0: Yeah, I think I think Cindy Smiller, she was from the generation before me. Uh, I think she was the one of the first, which I know of, please forgive me people if I'm not saying it correctly, which I know of, it's okay, that, it's played, okay. that played abroad. I think she played in Brazil for a little while. So I think that's what break, broke the ice. And I remember, I think Janice got scouted by mr trevor he was a trinidad trinadian coach who was working in america for a, a big school and i think that is how it started i think like because janice is the first for me that got a scholarship in the u.s and i know that mr trevor helped a lot of other girls as well like my friend jill he also he How do you say it? He guided them in the process. Yeah. And I got help from my friend, and a tennis player, Joanne Faarde and also Janice. They helped me to look for schools. Looking back, I should have also, when I was in USA, I should have talked to Mr. Trevor more as well because he knows a lot of people and he knows a lot of schools. So that is how the other girls get around a bit in the beginning and then they move on. And so when one person went, Suriname becomes popular with the coaches so they're gonna like my coach from there asked me to like hey do you have an outside hitter in Suriname do you have this do you? so now Gabi's coach gonna ask her so the next generation and Ketura's coach the next generation like Shaya, Sharon Sharice like the the girls that play under 23 now they are gonna you know like when someone asks Gabi Gabi can recommend them and send the videos um, to the school so the girls can go as well. So I think that's how it started a bit. But if it's not true, someone no, put that's, it in the that's a
2: great, No, but it's a great organic development. And I mean, that wasn't there like 20 years ago. So yeah, this it's is It's kind of like true. a snowball effect. Yeah, right? it's really like yes. a, a snowball effect. Like what I yeah. was saying, like you, you guys became Pathfinders. And basically, that's that's this generation. We, we kind of, we don't play it a bit. But due to this, just like you said, like now we have multiple volleyball players mm-hmm. who actually made it to the U.S. and went on school on college. And I mean, Gabrielle is like she's killing she's it over beast. there. So, she
0: grew so much, also, you know, you like know, mentally and everything. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, and I think that it, because I think what I remember from volleyball in Suriname, our our volleyball culture is really like uh, breeding the prolific scorer. Like if your mm-hmm. your offense is on point you get like mm-hmm. all the, the praise like mm-hmm. and it's 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 almost showtime whereas mm-hmm. like and i i studied and i played in the netherlands where it's all about the higher you play the the less mistakes you make so mm-hmm. this is really structured it's kind mm-hmm. of it's not one hit and that everybody just goes crazy and for 10 minutes everybody's running on adrenaline but it's just like the structured kind of play which is like completely different to to what we're used to here and and i think the u.s is a mixture of both you kind of have the star power as well but there's also more time and resources to go into like the technical side of it as well but now to the real question that I wanted to ask. We posted this announcement on multiple channels. And when we posted it on Facebook, we couldn't tag you. So, <laughs> and then I was like, but wait, this isn't Sandrine I like on, she's, she isn't on Facebook. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I can't find her on Facebook. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, it's not necessarily unique, but we have a lot of people saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm Tired of Facebook. I'm not gonna be on Facebook anymore, but we stay there. So Mm -hmm. how did you end up not being on Facebook?
0: I deactivated my account a couple of times, especially around times when there's a lot of negativity going on. And that was the case again like two months ago, I think. People talk a lot on Facebook. It's all talk and no action most of the time. I also want to give a big up to the people that use Facebook for their business because I like those people. Like, you know, like I need to hustle. I need to make my money. I need to make the best of my life. But I don't like when people, like one small thing happens, everybody talks about it. And they talk about it like they're going to change it, but they never do. They just sit and do nothing. So I'm a very... I'm a bit, I'm, I wouldn't say highly sensitive person, but I'm like a medium, sen- medium sensitive person. <laughs> so when when it's a bit too much for me, I just log off. I deactivate my account. I'm like, I don't want to be part of this nonsense. You know, it's like nonsense for me when people are all talk and no action. So I, I had to think about it, though, because you said um, sometimes people want to move from facebook but they don't because i also use facebook as a voice i'm like an advocate for mental health and i love to empower people and i felt such a responsibility to to you know like stay in stay on facebook and help the people but at some point i was like okay people you can i gave They're you all not the there. information They're not there for the
2: help <laughs> that,
0: sometimes even that Sometimes they are because when I posted um, about psychologists, you know, when I broke the silence about getting help and therapy, people really, really went into it. So there's like a positive side to it as well. So that made me I'm like, okay, Shay, I, sh- I should not leave. Or, but then I thought, you know what? Facebook is not the world. I have my own world. I I don't, you know, it's not that important. It's just social media. So If they can't find me, they will find someone else. It's not my responsibility to make people happy or feel good. At the end of the day, it's your own responsibility. So I hand you the tools, and then I go on with my life. So that's how I decided, like, okay, for now, no more Facebook for me. I got attached to LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It has so so much good information I I gotta quickly ask
1: because since we're going Mm to Lincoln already so you said two about two months ago two two three months Mm -hmm. ago that you deactivated Facebook yeah Uh, did this coincide with the timing that you started your virtual drinks if I'm not mistaken looking back at the history so was that a kind of like a shift in focusing your energy towards trying something new and focusing on LinkedIn specifically to try that
0: yeah, I I would I would call it a shift. Yeah. Because I remember you know what the funny thing was? That's good that you put it like beside each other. Because when I I posted a thing on LinkedIn that I want to connect more with people and want to have a virtual drink. And everybody was like, Yeah, let's talk about our profession, you know, let's get to know each other. Let's see what we can do for each other, you know, like business wise. Then check. I put the same not the same, but I put a same kind of thing on Facebook. Like, hey, what's up, guys? I want to connect more with my people, especially from the Caribbean. Let's you know, let's talk. I wanna know you on another level. Zero responses. And I'm like, oh, okay. I thought
2: I thought people were gonna slide into your DM or something like that. That's
0: that's what I thought too. Like if if, if men would say like, hey baby, what's up? you know. <laughs> so that's why for in first instance, I didn't post it on Facebook because I don't like small talk and all that stuff. But I, but then I did decide, you know, like okay, maybe I can have a bit bigger reach. And I saw, like, wait, Facebook ain't gonna give me this. That really gave that that kind of encouraged me to like see, like, the time you are in now, the face you are in now, what you're trying to achieve right now. Facebook can help you. I'm saying right now because when I start my business, let's say I decide to have a clothing business, for example. I'm going to need Facebook because that's where the women are that want some clothes. That's where the men are that want clothes. clothes. So you can use it for good things. But right now, in what I'm doing now, it's not. No.
2: <laughs> it's very interesting that, that you put it like that. But also, I think people are becoming aware. More and more people in Suriname are becoming aware that LinkedIn is… Mm. Not like a lesser platform, that the engagement is actually real, that the people over there yeah. are very much committed. And if you are committed, if you're putting the same amount of hours into LinkedIn as you would put into Facebook, oh, <sighs> I mean, uh-huh. the, the, it's so much better. Like you don't have, you, you have less trolls, of course, because yeah. strolling on LinkedIn, there's strolling on LinkedIn, but not close to what there is on mm-hmm. Facebook. All the negative mm-hmm. people are gone. Like I remember, like year for years, true. if you would put something negative about Suriname on LinkedIn, people would be like, "No, we don't do that here." You know? Yeah, so, true. There's a really positive energy and a positive vibe going on. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting to to have you explain like the switch and saying like what's important for me and not being mm-hmm. afraid because I think most of us, and I also speak for myself, going away from Facebook. Like we're kind of afraid to do, it. especially if you go to another platform and like you post and like there's no zero response. And, you know, on Facebook, mm-hmm. if you post something, then I it could you. go viral. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's it's a good realization that you're saying, like, I might need it for something like if I have my own business, but for me personally, I, I don't need it. And really going to the extent of deactivating your account, I think that's it's a big inspiration for many that you that you made that mm-hmm. switch. And I'm oh, happy thanks. to hear, no. And I'm happy to hear that you're saying like LinkedIn is is awesome. I don't even know why you guys need need Facebook when you have LinkedIn, for instance. So thanks for sharing.
1: On that note, on the topic of virtual drinks, I, I do have two quick questions. One to stroke me and Chanuk's ego, and one of...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you.
1: <laughs> and one of a more macro level. So so the fun one first. We've both had virtual drinks with you. So what stood out? most from our conversations
0: Hmm. okay good good. and who
1: was more memorable
2: oh wow i knew i knew you would say that i thought
0: you would say that first but you're smart you're smart okay let me see what stood out from you diego i remember that i was very impressed by your approach because especially the approach fund you should only take on what you can handle because we we live in a fast and a lot is better fast is better a lot is more is better etc and you said like no son if i if i can get a project that can keep me for 3 months i'm good i don't need five projects to get more money as like you know what i mean so that stood out for me that you are not afraid to say like i do it my way you know i don't do it the the way everybody thinks you should do the do business, so that stood out for me. And with Shaluk, it was fun having our putting, getting. How do you say it? Like having our moment of peace and friendship about the not greeting me twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a joke. But what stood out for me at our virtual drink was, I I'm I'm thinking of starting a business, right? And, but sometimes it comes in my head like, oh no, what if it's not a success? You know, because everybody sees you and like it's a bit of a shame if it fails. But Chaluk told me, like, yeah, son, I had this. And then, okay, I did this with my friends. And then after a few years, we did this. And then I started this. And then I started this. And I'm like, what? You did all of that? Because in my head, it was like, Chaluk is CEO of Ineffable. Yeah. And, you know that's his success story he's a social media man but then but he also had his failures but he didn't even talk about them as like see and I failed he just was like yeah and then I did that, like that and that and that like okay then I can do it too I, I'm, I'm gonna start this I'm gonna do my best if not I'm gonna do something else so yeah that's I think those two things really stood out in the compost with you guys and I'm not gonna answer the last question <laughs>
2: <laughs> ha. Ha. ha
1: fair enough, fair Qu-quickly, enough. Quickly, quickly uh, on your answers,
2: <laughs> Diego 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 is a crypto millionaire, you know, so he, he doesn't have to worry about not just
1: kidding. Diego.
0: I, maybe <laughs> but, that's why I'm I yeah. need to have a, a quick mm-hmm. master class. No, from Diego no, I think
2: about- I think you should definitely, Sandrina, you should definitely also consider the crypto space and start creating mm-hmm. content, on, uh, content on the blockchain. I think you'll Find it interesting, interesting as well, especially if you're not on Facebook. There's there's another, mm. a lot of other speakers here. The, the mandatory Hive,
1: yeah. Pitch yeah no, I, I'm
2: not gonna plug Hive, I'll let somebody else do it. One of our guests, uh, Rahim joined Hive as well, and he's pretty excited now.
0: Ah, Rahim, yeah, but, uh, Diego. Cool. Before
2: before you give the uh, quick uh, t- t- but I also want to say, like, the thing about the, the, the failing is very important because I once got approached. To do a, a, a F'd up night it was basically a night where you tell people about your biggest failure failure and i told oh. them like wait i don't have a biggest failure i have just like 10 failures and i want to tell them all i want people to know that i started a business i completely strategized everything and we purchased way too much inventory and till this day the inventory is still stuck at somebody's place because we bought like Five times the <laughs> amount of inventory that we should have bought, you know? So I want to tell those kind of stories as well. And and people only think like, wow, okay, this is your success. But through all those press experiences, you kind of learn what your mistakes are and make sure that you mm-hmm. don't make the same mistakes again. So see, I told you, I, I don't have to do the, do the plug, Diego. Flux already there.
1: Since we're going through the comments, so before I ask the next question, Marvin says he agrees with you about Facebook. A lot of people talk less. It's just a small group that stays committed to sharing positive stuff. And you got some love from Shanine on Yay! LinkedIn. That's my girl.
0: That's my and sister. And on that
1: topic of <laughs> the crypto, Gregory says Sandrina would be a good advocate for this space. It would be a refreshing take on the topic considered it considering it's for you know the nerds and geeks apparently
0: who says i'm not a nerd though
1: exactly gregory who says she's not a nerd (laughs) but i I get where he's coming from (laughs) but to come back to the question on the the virtual drinks now on on a more macro Mm -hmm. scale and a more tactical level what was your most unlikely virtual engagement Till day mm-hmm. that wasn't local, because I know you've uh, there have been international people when at one of the internet the virtual drink meet up last time there was someone all the way from India in the group, so we had to mm-hmm. mix it up a bit. So can you share mm-hmm. uh, some of those experiences? You like one what that was that you didn't expect to even happen talking to someone mm-hmm. at the other side of the world?
0: Yeah, my first my first experience was with a woman from africa which i thought was so cool i even told her about like yes and the people from here they come from africa too like our ancestors i was so excited <laughs> which, to talk which, to someone which from country africa.
2: which country oh
0: no i don't know sorry I'm, I'm gonna say something that's not even true i'm sorry i don't know which exact okay, country we'll, we'll,
2: we'll figure it i'm out. sorry i'm sorry
0: yeah, yeah i wrote okay. it in the post though i think but it's one that was like my mind was oh is with a woman Yvonne she's originally also from Africa but she lives in Canada and I follow her on LinkedIn because she's uh, an advocate and uh, a consultant for change leadership and she has like how do you say webinars and stuff about about change leadership and I'm really trying to get into that like how do you how do you change an organization of help an organization change and so I I follow her, all her posts. I like all her things. I, you know, I'm always like, whoa, that's a good insight when I see something from her. So I decided to send her a message on another platform I follow. I also follow her on. And I told her like, hey, Yvonne, I'm having this thing on LinkedIn. And it would be nice if we could have a talk. And she was like, yeah, okay, girl. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to talk to Yvonne. And it was it was so much fun. <laughs>
1: Do you think that approach, what was it, a one off incident? Do you think? Let me rephrase this. A lot of people have this fear of approaching people or asking people for mm-hmm. a conversation or meeting. And now, especially with LinkedIn, the d- digital space, Zoom virtual sessions, the gap has been kind of, yeah, kind of been eliminated or sh- uh, shrunken by a whole lot. So would you say that? that one, two, three approach you did engaging a lot with her and just asking would be a way for a lot of people to get connected, uh, more to the people they look up to and what would be like one, no, no, to do online. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, no, Mm -hmm. not to do online. And one thing you already mentioned what you did actually, but one more thing that you would suggest people do if they want to approach people and connect with them.
0: Yeah. Nice. Very nice question. Because I did approach someone also, a CEO in, in Suriname from a big company. And he never really got back to me. And that's the reason why I started Virtual Drinks. Because the thing is, why do we need to talk to people that we only look up to? Like why we only have to talk to the big dogs, you know? So that's a mindset first. Don't, look, don't only look at a position from someone because anyone can inspire you. So it's good that he never really answered because that made me, you know, like realize my son, you can talk to anyone that you want. So I decided to put the, the post on LinkedIn. And the other thing from the mindset is it doesn't matter if one person says no, because if one person says no, five say yes. I did ask people, I like any type of person, like doesn't matter the position, I did approach people like, hey, do you want to do a virtual drink? After they added me like, right? And they're like, uh oh, no, not really my thing. I'm like, okay, good. No problem, girl. And I just move on. I don't take it personally. Because for one, I know I'm a big ass extrovert. So for me, it's a bit more easy. And two, sometimes people don't want to talk to you. And that doesn't matter. You know, so don't give up. If, some, if one person says no, the mindset should be, five are going to say yes and if Yvonne said no I was about to go to Maxwell you know like John Maxwell I don't care if Yvonne says no I'm <laughs> gonna keep it going you know what I mean and if he well, says no I'm gonna move on
2: <laughs> well the CEO the CEO is just watching this and he just called you like sorry I didn't I didn't answer Did no, just kidding no <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be
2: awful.
0: Yeah. I hope he doesn't know I'm talking about him.
2: Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's what that's, you mean. Yeah, you're on my that's phone. what both gonna say. Yeah, I think it was the CEO calling back, like, oh, wait, I made a mistake. I should have, I should have called. No,
0: no, <laughs> no, no, sorry. That was, that was not the CEO. That,
1: that would have been hilarious if it actually was. That was
2: the,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not have picked up. You know, like it's my time now. We can talk later. So the mindset, I believe the, the approach, you asked about the approach as well. I also talk about this a bit in short in the networking edition from Virtual Drinks. Don't try to sell. Don't try to get a job. Your approach and should be a genuine connection because people know that when they work a certain place or they have a certain position or something, or if they are an entrepreneur, a lot of people are approaching them to get a job or to buy something from them. So don't start with that, just genuine connection. And if from the genuine connection comes a sale, there comes a sale. If not, there's a genuine connection. We need to focus more on connecting with people. Stop focusing on the money and on the status and everything. So that would be my ultimate, my golden tip. Make a genuine connection. Don't take no no personally. Just keep it going. Like there are like millions and billions of people on LinkedIn and on Facebook and everywhere on social media. Trust me, if it definitely counts that if one says no, five are gonna say yes. I didn't do the research, but I just know for sure that's the statistic.
2: (laughs) So I I just have to ask now because I've been thinking of this as well. It has been virtual, but once COVID is like Mm -hmm. kind of like really out of the picture or at mm-hmm. least it's a little bit normal to go get and, and get drinks. Are you going from going to go with like locals from virtual drinks to having just actual drinks?
0: Yeah, I, I'm having an actual drink with one of my virtual friends. I think I can call, almost call her my friend now. We're going to have our first like physical drink tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that because I really just met her on LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Like from a virtual drink. That's it is cool. awesome it is and also i was planning on talking to you as well for At fat i want to do a networking edition also you know like maybe upstairs fun fat like the same way we rotate in the networking edition virtually i want to do i don't know maybe i don't know if to yeah if someone wants to take the the idea they can take it
2: and so we we've got it reserved for you yeah. okay and and yes go? thank yeah. you so much yeah. i want to use that obs- yeah yes upstairs from a yeah. <laughs> okay. we'll do it.
0: so when covid is you know like yeah. gone i think we should do it when it's all safe but that's what i have in mind for the networking edition and what goes for people i meet i'm i'm excited about my first physical virtual i can't call it virtual drink anymore but you know what i mean yeah.
2: <laughs> tomorrow the physical virtual drink <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> virtual drink physical edition
1: I, I, anil says it makes him think of a chat roulette if you've ever heard hmm. of that
0: no that's cool is it online or something like you chat with different people maybe yeah
1: I, i've had some online yeah, uh, kind of networking events where you're just on a single platform and they shuffle you up in kind of uh, different rooms i, I think it's Forgot what the platform was called, but yeah, they just mix you up and throw you in a group room or a one-on-one room for like five Mm -hmm. to seven minutes. And they have these Mm -hmm. prompt cards uh, to help you start the conversation if you don't know what to talk about. That's awesome. Okay. And then you can Hmm. uh, skip the cards like, okay, talk about a book or talk about the elephant or something just to get Mm -hmm. the conversation started. And that's how Mm -hmm. you start to make the connection.
2: I was thinking of the, the Chat Roulette website.
1: I actually do not know what that is, so if oh, you want okay. to enlighten us on that,
2: no, there are sure. actually, yeah, there are actual these websites. They kind of are being used for the wrong reasons, but there are online websites where you can just go and you can chat with people, and then if you're not interested mm. anymore, you just swipe or you just remove and you go on oh. to the next. yeah, <laughs> it's like Tinder. <laughs> yeah, but even but but it's not only for dating. Like people do all the Croatian stuff. Like people are just mm. playing music, and then. If somebody's interested in music, there starts a conversation. There are also some lesser nice things because you're like nice, and it's all. It isn't always. uh, Is it isn't always that nice as you as you can imagine.
1: A last question on the topic of your childrens. Gregory Mm -hmm. wants to know what conversation do you wish was recorded.
0: Oh, actually, none. I I can't call a name right now. Like, who would I would love to talk to again? But. I'm glad I didn't record them because I have it in my mind. I did write. I did make my notes, though, from uh, the conversations. So I still have the the gems. But it's nice that they're not recorded. You know, it's like a genuine moment with me and the person. I can't show anyone. If I want to relive it, I need to recall it from my head. So it's all natural. I like that about this. Other things can be recorded, though. I'm not against recording. But for this, it was good.
1: Yeah, so it's basically all your focus and attention is on the, the other individual. For real. I, I really
2: yeah. loved it. I really think it was, it was. I really loved it. Like even with this Thanks. show, my head is still going like, do we need to put you in full screen? Do I need to have this tibet to like when, when you do a recap video? So it's different when you know like all those things are mm. off, you're just having a, a conversation, just the two of you are or, or even in a group. I think that's, it's kind of comparing it to, Having dinner with friends and putting the mobile phone like away, like really Mm -hmm. away and being in the moment. And I think it's for me personally, I really respect that because for me, it's always like, okay, but time is important. Time is important. Time is important. But Mm. on the other side, you don't you don't get the authenticity anymore. When you realize mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a camera on, are we reco- are recording something? There's always kind of, even if it's in the back of your head, there's still kind of like this and you can't say things that you might mm-hmm. have to say later like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that because it's just yeah. genuine conversation between the two of you. So I think that really, for me, it was a really, a really positive experience.
0: I'm glad you you experienced it that way too.
1: Cool. Well maybe you should invite Anna to the next the networking, virtual networking. Yes. Bring her out of her comfort zone. So Anna, reach out to Sandrina on LinkedIn because yes. you won't find her on Facebook at the moment. So LinkedIn's the place to be.
0: Yes, girl, get on LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> and Gregory just quickly makes a comment. It's funny how me and Shanuk have an American English accent while you have a Caribbean English accent. Well um, do I? Okay. I, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gregory. Understand okay Gregory
2: okay <laughs> Gregory
0: <laughs> Gregory is your friend I think I yeah really yeah he, <laughs> mean, he
2: means it in a very very positive
0: way yeah American English is good but Caribbean is better
2: Caribbean good is job better. Gregory <laughs> Surinamese, Surinamese English is the best
0: you know it because yeah. then everything comes in like saranang and everything
1: all right so this brings me to, to the final part. I guess you, you briefly mentioned that one of the most memorable engagement you have was with uh, this individual, Yvonne, who you follow mm-hmm. for change leadership and stuff. And you've been a, quite an advocate for mental health, personal development. Uh, a lot you've started, I'd call them passion projects in, in our conversation.
0: Yeah, I like that too, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: like uh, a lot of these initiatives. So I, I want to bring this back in, in, in the... The the things you started, you, you've started, you've you had this talk with Sean Luke about all his, the things he started, and you actually started and did a lot of stuff yourself. And so we should <laughs> overlook those things. So we want to quickly shed some light on, on those as well, so, you know, like a Moonstone, was, was it Moonstone Coaching and Consulting, and you yeah. also had a radio show, Sunflower. So could you briefly mm-hmm. tell us about those experiences, what it was like, and how that kind of translated, propelled you forward to 2021?
0: nice oh thank you that's awesome moonstone moonstone was my first i would say entrepreneur project (laughs) because i was i was always wondering i always wanted to help people and then i i got to discover coaching and counseling like a, a school that did that in suriname so i joined the school And for the school, you had to make like pilot hours. I had to talk to people for a few hours before I could get my degree. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to start my consultancy, my counseling, my coaching and counseling and make my hours during that time and i was very open with my patients with my clients sorry they're not patients i'm not a doctor with my clients as well and i and they even helped me to sign the hours also like when we had a talk they had to sign a paper like okay i had like three hours with no one hour with sandrina in this session and it was how they found like give the feedback so that is how moonstone coaching and counseling started and it was great. It was a great experience. I did a lot of motivational sessions under that name also. I talked to a lot of people, I like guided them because the point of Moonstone, because the Moonstone is a, like a, a stone that the power of the Moonstone stone is to help you experience your inner strength. And that's what I wanted to do with my counseling business. I wanted to help people realize that The beauty of life is inside of them. That's the quote I also go by. Because it's not me that's giving you something. It's you discovering something that you already have. So that was like the fundament of everything I do now. I decided to, how do you say that? Close Moonstone. I stopped with Moonstone and the name Moonstone. And then I started to, like my volleyball career, was going one way. People from sports and schools started asking me to do motivationals at the schools because they saw me play or something, right? So I started to just do it as Sandrina. So I started to have my personal brand. I think I can call it that. So, but like an athlete, right? And then since 2015, I wanted to do a show, a radio show where I do music with motivational, but that was not the time yet. So in 2019. It was the time and I called it Empower with Sunflower because I really love sunflowers and my name is Sun. So that's how I combined all of that. And this was a passion project as Diego gave me the idea to call it that way. um, Because I have a lot of passion for empowering people and I didn't get any money, but it was a lot of work. (laughs) So it was definitely a passion project. (laughs) So I did that for a, a year. And in that year, I got pregnant, and COVID came, and it wasn't really safe to go to the studio because a lot of people came in and went out. And then it became a video cast because I couldn't go to the studio anymore. But I really did want to. I had like every month a, a team, and I really wanted to finish uh, my calendar. So I decided to like finish the project in November, so I can then focus on my pregnancy because it was my first baby and everything, and. I just wanted to put all my time in, you know, I'm, I'm really, I don't only advocate for mental health. I really look at myself and make sure that my mental is very healthy. (laughs) So I don't take on too much if I don't know the situation or what it's going to be. So then I stopped with sunflower and put my full, full focus on preparing to become a mom. I became a mom in January seventh, beautiful day, of course. And then I think I, I got got used to it. I, you know, I got it handled. I could handle everything. So then in May, the other idea came from like another passion project. Let's do some virtual drinks, girl. Yeah,
2: so then I it some spare time woo, on my
0: hands. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I got tired too. It was it was like I was working because I was working till three or four o'clock, like my job. And then I started drinks at five till like 10 in the evening. And my son was with his dad. They were always chilling at the couch. But like when I got out of the room, I was like, oh, that was good, honey. But honey, I'm tired because you get tired when you talk to too many people at once. (laughs) So
2: (laughs) how many how many drinks have you done?
0: Oh, I think it is. 60 or almost 60 like 59 I think yeah
2: that's impressive
0: (laughs) I got tired but it was great it was great it was the best thing I could have done
1: yeah I was about to say Sean look, she has done double our conversations in less than two months what we did yeah six months
2: (laughs) yeah that's what I'm saying (laughs) it's like (laughs) (laughs)
0: but it is but yeah i understand but you guys are doing like more than just talking to people i think you're like editing and everything and putting it together so it takes a lot of work so i understand that you don't want to talk to four people in one day every day so y'all doing a good job
1: it's doable (laughs) but we we decided to a schedule we could manage that would not be taxing for us to you know take our time away from our other um, yeah you know, responsibilities and such. But Very yeah, true. having all that, this does bring up a question. You you mentioned, you know, we, we do editing post-production, but you've had 60 conversations with uh, 60 amazing individuals, I presume. How do you mm-hmm. synthesize, remember and, you know, formulate all that information, all those connections you get? How do you archive mm-hmm. that and how do you give it a place uh, for mm-hmm. yourself?
0: Yes, very good question. That is also why I decided to slow it down at some moment, at some point. Because you need to process also. You can't just only take, take, take. You need to process. The first, how I process is I write. I write a lot. So while I talk to the people, I write the, the things that really hit, hit home, you know. And after the conversations, I also post. I put a post. That's for two reasons. For one. Um, that other people can connect with them as well so that their network grows as well and two for myself to have a little recap moment you know like the feeling i got the information i got so i got that and i got my my notebook i have a special notebook for all with all the conversations in it with other people and yeah, it's, it's really archived like here and in my heart. And along the way, I, I got to see so much courage, you know. So I put it in right away. Courage to write my, um, put out my business canvas. I don't have a business plan yet, but put out the business canvas. Courage to send out a, a, a proposal. because of all the inspiration I got, I... You know, it, it like really filled me up with energy. It didn't. I can't necessarily recall all the details from all the conversations. But just the energy that I got from everything is just going out in different ways. The way I feel things, the way I feel people, the way I feel myself. I feel more confident. I don't feel rejected if someone doesn't want to call with me because I heard a lot of people that don't want it. So, you know, I got used to it. So... Yeah, that's how it uh, kind of helped me on the personal development part.
2: <laughs> so Diego's putting in the serious questions, so I'm going to put in the fun question. First of all, you you got a, a review here from She did actually participate in virtual drink. Point oh, of, for real? And She had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. so thank you, and she made a friend, and she's going to have your own virtual drink. So and I oh, will look yeah. forward to seeing that post as well.
0: Yes, Anna. You can, great.
2: Can share it as well. I can't see
0: their. I can't see your picture. Well, I'm we'll, sorry. we'll
2: send you their information so. Yeah. In case you wanna connect as well? Uh, yeah, and, send
0: me a message on LinkedIn, Anna. Let me see. Yes, and
2: um, <laughs> I'm gonna ask the fun question. So here's the thing: you've all done all these about 60 virtual drinks. Some of mm-hmm. those people have never seen you in real life, which mm-hmm. is gonna bring the fun part, and they're gonna see you in real life and be like, "Oh wow, she's tall." So, yeah. so I want to ask a little fun question. What is like one of the things that people don't know, like when you, about being tall, like also the advantages and maybe one one mm-hmm. advantage you have for being tall and one disadvantage. Because how tall are you?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm eight one meter eighty eight.
2: Yeah, so Diego she's like six three. She's taller than me. I'm six. Yes, six I am one. definitely yeah, a lot so, taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> so what are what are what's, what are like the fun things that happen when you're when you're tall, especially as a woman, and and what what is thing people underestimate or like uh, overestimate about uh, being tall?
0: Okay, let me see. The fun things are definitely concerts because I love going to reggae concerts. And I can see from any place. And I can also move to any place. And people are sometimes intimidated by your height. So they don't really say anything. So that's awesome when you're at the <laughs> concert. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good one. Another, yeah, Another positive side of people being a bit intimidated, and I'm going to put the negative side as well, Another positive side is that men especially don't approach you for small talk. I don't like when men are disrespectful or like, you know, just talking to talk. They don't approach me because they are intimidated. They feel less men when they stand beside me. Some some men are, not all men.
2: Maybe that was the case. Maybe I was intimidated.
0: <laughs> that could be the case. I'm very sorry about that. Hi, <laughs> hey, Maya. And um, a negative part of that is that they sometimes say like mean things for no reason, you know? They're feeling insecure, especially men. Sometimes women too. And I'm like, yo, shut up. But with men, with men it's crazy. I'm like, I don't even like you. Why are you saying so many mean, like, you know, like, mm, I wouldn't go with a tall woman like you. Or why are you so tall? Like, you know,
2: like it's, it's a bad thing. It's like reverse psychology for like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna get dismissed. So I'll dismiss first. <laughs> that's kind of what it For real. It feels For real. Like. It's so yeah. stupid.
0: I haven't heard it in a while. I feel more confident about myself too, like as I grow and get older, you know? So maybe if I hear it, it won't even hit me that hard. But like, I know, I remember when I was younger, I was like, why are you saying this? I don't like you. If you don't like me, <laughs> then, get. you know, I don't care. Don't you have to tell me that's Okay, I don't know if I can curse here. I'm sorry. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> It's so it's uncensored, so you don't have to worry.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is one side that that really got to me when I was younger. And another thing is sometimes it's a bit annoying when people say, "Oh my gosh, you're so tall." I'm like, people, I'm not going around and telling everybody, "Oh my gosh, you're so short." You know, like I don't even see it. Sometimes I don't even see you because, you know, <laughs> you're a bit short. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just being a bit mean. But that that's what I find weird. I don't keep telling people how short they are, but they really want to tell. I, I, I'm i starting to see it as admiration. Like, oh, wow, they're very impressed. But it's a bit annoying sometimes, you know. But okay. what else? Oh, and, the, and jeans, finding jeans is very expensive. So people, if you want to donate, don't pay some money because jeans are expensive <laughs> I need to buy special jeans oh my goodness
2: yeah okay <laughs> so so is, shoes yeah. shoes are still in the in the normals yeah no
0: I can't find shoes in Suriname. but the the pricing is normal I can find shoes in Holland and in America for like 20 25 dollars so that's a okay, bit of okay
2: still, yeah that's still a good deal
0: but but jeans jeans are like 50 sixty dollars that's just like two thousand SRDs, man okay maybe a thousand SIDs but it's a lot yeah so yeah I can't Man, get that does, because that. I only have one pair oh god
2: <laughs> that does put things in perspective indeed so you're getting a little love from uh, Melissa as well for yes
0: that's my tall girl as well yeah. hi Melissa
2: and um, Diego I think we can go to the last question
1: Sure, it's been an amazing hour so far, a bit over the hour as usual Ooh. with me and <laughs> Shanduk. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot if, of talking, yeah. If it were up to us, we could go, but we have, you know, a, a set schedule we, we try to keep too. Yes, but good job, guys. I guess there's a lot more we want to ask you, but I'll I'll keep it at this one to, to close it off. If you had to describe Sandrina in two words, and talk cannot be one. Two, no? Yeah, two words.
0: Two words, creator. Now I would say, joyful creator. Yeah.
1: And that's part of your personal brand now.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can put it in your LinkedIn. Joyful creator. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna add the joyful. Yeah, I'm gonna add that. Yeah.
2: Because
0: I'm very, I'm pretty, I'm pretty jo- joyful. I'm pretty loud too, but <laughs> try to tame it down. <laughs>
2: Hey, this is really, really been fun. Like Diego said, we could go on for uh, quite some time. Diego, you can, I think there are people still joining into this call. So for people that are just joining in now, where can they find uh, the final recording of this? Yeah, uh, before we session? go to the final yeah.
1: recording of us, I would like to ask Sandrina, we, we've mm-hmm. mentioned LinkedIn a lot, but how yeah. can people connect with you, Sandrina, and what can people look forward to from you within the next, you know, in, in the short
0: term. Short term. Okay. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. So maybe you can send a little message to, you know, like, Hey, I, I followed your social confo, so then I know like where, where this connection comes from. I really like to connect. And what was the other question? Or oh, what they can what see can in the near future. From
1: you,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. For now, I don't really have any plans in the near future. So for now, just, I would say, don't expect anything right now. (laughs) I'm just taking it easy. And in the future, like in a few years, I'm about to set up a business where I'm going to help companies to become more human-focused. So if you're already struggling with that in your company, holla at me because I can help you with that. Yeah.
1: Awesome. No, that is amazing. But for now, you're just being an awesome mom. (laughs)
0: I'm enjoying that so much (laughs) and
1: also a
2: quote in from uh, Michael definitely a joyful creator still admire that you took up the courage to connect with quote on strangers
0: yeah thank you Michael he was one of my first um, virtual drinkers as well
2: he he was so
0: much fun hi Michael he's cool he's an awesome guy
2: so people we really have to know that Sandrina at the moment isn't on Facebook in case you missed why Sandrina is not on Facebook please check out the full recording. This video is of course uploaded on my Facebook page, Diego and my Facebook profile. And if you're more into YouTube, you can also watch it on uh, Diego's YouTube, but it will be also be made into a, a podcast format. So if you want, just want to listen to this while well, doing something else, you can listen to this on Spotify and also listen to it to the on the Confo's website. And Diego will tell us when that's possible. And what's uh, in store for next week?
1: Yes, the podcast audio version will be available as usual on Saturdays at 12 p.m. Surinamese time. So if you have missed it, have friends you think would be interested in this, send it their way. Leave us feedback wherever. We always love receiving feedback on how we could improve and how to make the show better for you guys, but also for us. And with that being said, we look forward to next week when we'll have another interesting guests, but next week will probably be at 4 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. because we're accommodating guests that are in different time zones. So just keep that in mind, but we will announce it in the, in the within the next week. With that being said, Sianluq, roll us out.
2: Thank you so much for joining us, Sandrina, as our guest. This has been Social Confos. I'm Sianluq. That's Diego, and we'll see you next week for a brand new edition of Social Convos. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye.